0: here for franklin matters franklin public radio anywhere on the internet at wfpr.fm and in the local franklin mass area radio dial in the car in the home 102.9 it was a town council meeting last night so we've got town council quarterback with our town council chair tom mercer tom happy thursday happy thursday steve
1: nice to be back again Uh, it's been a few weeks since uh uh, this was kind of a three-week in in between with uh, uh, council meetings
0: that don't doesn't happen too often. But no, but the calendar gives us what we do, what we get, right? so yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we take advantage, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to do this because I think it's critical to get in some of the insides, and we'll get into the more detail around that. But yeah, even in the last time, and I apologize too, we ended up kind of cutting it short because of time commitments between you and Jamie. And yeah. at some point in time, well, those topics are certainly going to still come around. So <laughs> we'll expand <laughs> on those topics. But yeah. at least we did get something after the last meeting. And yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it, it can be a thirsty Thursday because it's going to be what, 80
1: degrees this afternoon? Come on. <laughs> yes, it is. 85 tomorrow. So uh, it's a wonderful yeah. thing.
0: Uh, but it is april (laughs) it is april and and until this weekend we're not going to have any showers supposedly so i don't know where the may flowers are going to be yeah (laughs) all right so for the listeners thank you for joining us if you're regulars you know what we're getting into if you're newbies we're just going to focus on a couple of key questions on last night's meeting okay what just happened (laughs) and what does it mean for us franklin residents and taxpayers and We'll just dig right in. So you had a couple of quick ones last night in regards to respectfully quick ones, but a key piece that we picked up on before you established the police station building committee last night, you were formally made those appointments.
1: Yes, we did. And uh, again, this is one of the uh, three or four committees put together over the last couple of months and firmed up. uh, coupled. This is the next one being the police station. And just so that people know, uh, the appointments were myself as chair, Brian Chandler as vice chair, Bobby DeLocco, uh, TJ Lynch, of course, the police chief. Uh, Jamie Helen will be the administrator on the uh, uh, building committee. Uh, Mike D'Angelo, of course, who's the Director of Public Facilities. Uh, Gary Primo, who's the Executive Director over at MEC. We felt it was important to have uh, somebody from there on it as well. Uh, Andressa uh, Rosa, who's uh, a female member of the Police Department. And James West, uh, as the male member of the Police Department two at large are uh, Kelsey Alexander and David Palegri, and uh I want to thank all of them for stepping stepping up and throwing their name into the hat and welcome welcoming them to uh the beginning of what I believe will be a lengthy uh project uh uh because there's so many pieces uh uh to that we need to get through before we even get to uh, a building uh, right. or a renovation or whatever whatever that is. So yeah. uh, stay tuned on the uh, Police Station Building Committee.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a couple of points to add to that. In addition to what you've already said, clearly the MEC, for those who may not understand, that's the Regional Dispatch Center. So to the extent that it used to be in, a combination of the police and fire now it's in plainville and thereby we need to have that consideration because in case there's any dispatch issues related to how we're establishing the building right. um the other piece the davis thayer committee which has not yet been formalized and that's coming clearly they need to make their decision because that's one of the factors that you may or may not need to consider Absolutely. going forward um and then yeah, yeah it's going to take some time but it's good to see in one key piece obviously the both male and female because that's one of the key issues for a resident's awareness that we've outgrown the female capacity in the existing building um we've we're fortunate we're getting diverse in terms of the workforce i think it's what seven or eight and yeah. potentially more mm-hmm. we don't have lockers for them and i'm that's just not good in this day and age you need to yeah. give them the right tools in addition to the equipment and the cars you need to give them the right space so yeah more to come on that yeah so that's uh, sure. a heads up another quick item at least uh the last of the big batches of the lot line changes which are all the zoning and That's been covered before. We can go back on uh, multiple places. My own area was covered at one point along in the process where the lot lines, the way they were kind of mixed in some residential areas. So these were all cleaned up to better align them. And the last two ones are now on the bulk basis (laughs) done for now exactly and uh you know i commend the administration
1: uh as well as the edc for working uh uh working through these uh pieces and helping to get these cleaned up uh, and again uh all the, anybody's whose property is affected or next to uh one that's being affected has been notified and knows that uh this is just for the better for everyone, including themselves as well as their neighbors. So uh, uh, I would just want to thank the EDC and obviously the planning department, which does all of the legwork uh, in bringing this forward. And uh, as you stated, this, this is the last of the bulk. There are still some individual things that we will need to address as we move forward. But uh, right now, there's a lot of items on the EDC plate, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, those might be a little further down the road.
0: Yeah, and I think what's left in the other group, uh, certainly Mark Sorrell, our attorney, has had assistance because some of the way the development and developers have left things, the documentation is not always proper, which is why it never got closed out when it was done twenty, thirty, whatever many years ago. And the ones that are left are the smaller ones, and they're going to take some time because each one's going to be a unique case. So exactly, yeah, exactly. Yep. exactly. And then in terms of the big items you had the public hearing on the inclusionary zoning changes which having come through EDC plus went to the planning board and then came back to now for town council review and discussion.
1: Yes and uh, again this uh uh I applaud the efforts of the uh EDC and EDC plus committees uh who <laughs> And, uh, you know, Mel, uh, Councilor Hamblin spoke about 16 months. I looked back and it's really 19 months when this all actually really began. Right. And that's a lot of time and a lot of hours and a lot of work by not only the EDC committee and the EDC plus committee and uh, the Franklin for all, but our planning department. Sure. Uh, the hours and hours our legal department again uh that put into this uh these three bylaws the public hearings and the three bylaws that uh we last night referred to the planning board are just uh uh i just can't thank them enough for staying with it and uh because these are very difficult bylaws. Uh, I think there's obviously some information that, some further information we will get uh, after the planning board reviews them. And they may come back with uh, some opinions as to what they would like to see changed. And maybe we change it, maybe we don't. Ultimately, it is a council decision uh so um uh, you know what we did last night was referral to the planning board we had a public hearing but then uh we referred them to the planning board uh for their review then it comes back to the council we have a first reading and then we have a second reading and vote at uh usually two successive meetings
2: mm-hmm. so,
1: uh, again, more to come with these, but the inclusionary zoning piece was uh, just a, a, so much work. And uh, I applaud, again, Councilor Hamblin and uh, the committee for staying with this. And uh, I I actually went to a few of uh, as many of the meetings as I could. Uh-huh. I know. You we were at many of them. And uh there was a lot of differing in opinions. And to get that group finally at a point where they could agree at least on a place to start. And you know, maybe this is something that we get into place and we tweak it as we move forward. But to have nothing in place, we would doing a disservice to the community. So we had to get something in place. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really good start.
0: Yeah, especially on the inclusionary piece for what does that mean for the residents who haven't tapped in? That effectively encodifies an aspect of new developments at a certain level to include affordable housing. Now, granted, it's capital A affordable as opposed to little a affordable. Capital A is what's set by federal HUD regulations and state uh, rules, et cetera, as opposed to the little a affordable, which is, can we really afford it? But the key piece is we really need to have more housing, period. And this at least allocates some affordable piece. Granted, it's still debatable as to who, affordable to who, but it, it gets exactly. it there. Exactly. And
1: it's not... Uh... Along those same lines, it's really not the town that says what that affordable number is. Uh, There's a formula that the state uses and the state looks at the median income of the community uh, and the number of people within the family and they come up with a number. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the confusion and some of it got uh, spoken about last night is, you know, this isn't low income, it's affordable. And there is a distinct difference. And I think uh, some people that may have been listening last night, and heard a number of 12,000 people uh, waiting on uh, homes, looking for homes in Franklin, affordable homes in Franklin, or low income homes in Franklin. Mm
2: -hmm. Well,
1: that's a little misleading and if you didn't stay tuned in uh you didn't hear that uh really that number of franklin residents looking for housing is uh low income or affordable is 365 or yeah uh, three something
2: yeah, yeah.
1: 300 something yeah. Uh, that was clarified by uh uh, George D'Anello of uh, uh, the Housing Authority. So right. uh, it's a little bit confusing because the 12,000 number is a, is a number from, could be anywhere in the state right. that sign up and say that, yeah, I'd be willing to go to Franklin. Uh, yep. So they get on this statewide list, and that's where that 12,000 number
2: came from.
0: Yeah, and just to that point too, the 12,000 number reflects this is a state issue because people are simply looking for affordable housing wherever they can get it because it's not available <laughs> across the state, not just in Franklin. Right. Um, the other piece, I think, to really, and George and uh, others on the Housing Authority uh, Board, because I've been to some of their meetings, although not recently, um, the turnover there, respectfully, is not great. So even though there's only 300 and something it's going to be some number of years before those people actually get an opportunity, either in Franklin or elsewhere. Um, And that speaks to the need for housing, period, in in order to make it that much more available. And then the process will be the process to do what it is. Right.
1: And, you know, the turnover annually is really low two digits. Uh, uh, So, you know, uh, some years it... Can be a single digit Uh, right
0: (laughs) yes uh, yeah not much and that's where the second piece of the zoning that went to the planning board in terms of the accessory dwelling unit clearly there's also discussion there around uh, is this enough etc it was heard you know was mentioned and and clarified as well as to what salem did and then ended up with but this is another key piece and again it's a piece of the puzzle in terms of at least trying to provide some opportunities to create spaces, living spaces. So people have a place to live in the, to quote, you know, council Sheridan, that's, kind of like been the phrase that's now tacked to him you know people need a place to live people need exactly and Councilor sheridan
1: has used that on many occasions and you're right it's kind of got tagged as his tagline uh and uh none of us disagree with that uh, mm-hmm. people do need a place to live additional dwellings within property that that was a heavy heated discussion at times last mm-hmm. night Yep. uh and people have differing opinions uh but what moved forward really was uh, uh that instead of it being uh, it would now uh, we're moving forward with a uh, by right so in other words uh a they don't have to go before the Zoning Board of Appeals. It would be by right that they would have X amount, yeah. uh, depending upon the criteria. A- and uh, there's still a lot of discussion that needs to be had mm-hmm. uh, about uh, defining it. What we yeah. move forward with is uh, RR1, RR2, RR3. Uh, no, our, our six and seven. And seven, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so the, the uh, rural residential area is certainly where there's much more space amongst the residences as opposed to kind of in the downtown closeness area where along Cottage and along Dean, the neighbors are just. Very much neighbors. They're very close together.
1: Exactly. And, you know, they adjusted uh, whether it had to be a family member that lived there. So uh, that piece, uh, the verbiage that goes along with the zoning bylaw uh, has been adjusted so that that need not be the case. Uh, Again, this uh, all last night was was referring what the EDC and the EDC plus committee uh came up with to move forward to the council, uh we referred to the planning board with just uh the one amendment being uh that we're looking at rural R one, R two, RR six, R seven
0: right in terms of buy right and I think the I take, right. yeah the key takeaway for me from the multiple discussions and we've focused uh, some other discussions as you're aware and listeners should be aware there's kind of a Franklin Forum for all podcast series with Melanie Kobe and others where we're working in some of the details behind the scenes to help that explanation uh, affordable has been one the developer discussion has been one we're, the other piece that's coming, we're going to need to spend more time on what does by right really mean? Because on the one hand, it sounds like, well, it's by right, then you can do anything with it. Well, you still have to meet the requirements <laughs> exactly. in order to have it by right, right? Um, and that seems to be missing in there. That that's one of those key pieces. We still have some control with it by right, but right. people don't necessarily think people think that it's going to be, you know, like.
1: You can do anything you want.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. you know
1: you can take a, an ADU and put it in the corner of your property uh, so you can't see it, but all your neighbors can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these these are the kinds of things that uh, will be talked about uh, at least three more times: uh, once at the planning board and twice at the council, mm-hmm. uh, before this becomes uh, uh, law. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that feel the ADUs uh, should only be part of the existing home and not uh, an additional uh, dwelling unit, a separate unit. Uh, So these are all things that will be discussed. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've gotten a bunch of emails from uh people i know i've gotten a few regarding uh you know from some developments that say oh i don't want that here i
2: don't Mm, want right yeah Uh,
1: but again they don't always understand and we need to make sure that we keep enough control to prevent those negative impacts on a development
2: correct Yeah. So,
1: uh, again, still a lot of work to be done, but a lot of work has been done to get us to this point. So we're at least trying to get something in place. And, you know, if uh, we do get something passed and all of a sudden we see that there uh, is something that needs to be tweaked or corrected, mm-hmm. uh, obviously that can happen. We can yeah. change. The council has the has the authority to change that. We have the zoning authority, so if we see it, then we're going. We would make those adjustments
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there's nobody on the town council that isn't looking to make things better for the community and for our residents and families of our residents. Sure. You know, One of the issues that we hear most from a lot of residents is as their children get older, graduate from college uh, or uh, starting out uh, getting married, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, but just beginning the process, they can't afford to live in. There's nothing affordable for them to live in Franklin. Right. uh, I think those kinds of, Uh, conversations with the council is what triggered this from the very Mm get-go you know our our kids can't afford to live yeah yeah
0: yeah and on the other side of the scale kind of the sandwich generation if you will of which uh, put us in that section there are some on the other end so our parents who now, exactly. because of their own health statuses, may not be able to live alone, but still could live in kind of our assisted living residence so we can have their own space with them and still do that as opposed to them take, coming out and going into one of the formal health, whether it's a retirement village, health assisted living, or heaven forbid, in, uh, ultimately into a hospice situation, but that also is a piece. So it's both ends of the scale. And oh absolutely. And what people can't
1: lose sight of is we are also as a council looking at this saying, uh, new growth. New yes. growth is an important piece to our budget and how we fund the you know public safety, the schools, mm-hmm. EPW, all of these things, you know, we have a, a pie and, uh, that <laughs> pie amazing. is
2: shrinking
0: it doesn't and, slice well enough <laughs> uh,
1: exactly and there's not a lot of buildable property right. within the community left big subdivision type uh areas right and you know as much as uh I love what we did and we absolutely did the right thing we bought up 200 acres of open space land, uh, which was 100% the right decision for the entire community. But there aren't a whole lot of others. So how do we create more new growth? And these ADUs are a component of adding new growth. Mm -hmm. So that's just another piece of this puzzle that we're putting together.
0: And one minor technical piece in regards to, obviously, we talked inclusionary zoning, accessory dwelling. It was really multiple line items of the bylaws because of the way the bylaws are structured. And if you think about, okay, if we need to change the definition, well, that's one piece. If we need to change the use table, that's one piece. Exactly. If we need to change the bylaw structure itself, that's the third piece. But the three go together as a package, and that's why it's done that way. For sure. Yeah and since we talked money uh Jamie also gave us the heads up that the budget hopefully will be coming out this Friday and then a lot, confirmed the budget schedule of hearings through the fincom the 8th 10th 11th and then through the council at the end of May 24 and
1: 25 that's that's correct this is the the most important time of the year for uh the council it's uh Uh, One of the biggest jobs, the biggest job that we have Mm -hmm. is uh, setting the budget for the entire town. And uh, it's for people that are interested. uh, I believe you need to. Tune in to the entire process, Uh, and I'm kind of a process guy, as as you heard on many occasions. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, Uh, we we align on that one perfectly, absolutely,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) So. the FinComs—it's it, you know—it starts with the department heads who build a budget presented to the town administrator. Then the administration puts together the budget that's uh, presented to the FinCom, and sometimes they agree, sometimes they don't—they uh, disagree. But the FinCom is the first place you will hear it, and I think that's a place where you tend to hear more line item issues. Hmm. than you might hear uh, at the public hearings on the budget at the council. So I would just say to our residents, take the time to listen to the budget and listen to the budget being presented at the finance committee meeting. uh, As you stated, May 8th, May 10th, May 11th, and i think the 10th is schools yeah
0: 10th is schools and tri-county
1: and tri County, well yes all schools yep. all schools, all uh, schools. yeah, yep. but, uh, yeah County, the aggie uh, you know all of right.
2: that yep. is on
1: the 10th uh and uh but I think it's important to see the the whole we are one community right and the, the budget is the one as i said earlier it's One piece of pie. It's a pie that there are many pieces of. And, uh, uh, you know, public safety is a big piece. I think that's an important piece for people to understand where we are with our public safety. Where is our police department? What are those needs? Where is our fire department? What are those needs? We all know the DPW and we all know uh, the deplorable condition of our roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the schools as well, so those are all parts and pieces of the entire budget, and it's up to the council to decide where that money where that money is best spent
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh to you know take care of the. Uh, the public safety services, the DPW services. And there's a lot of stuff coming up. I mean, my gosh, we have, uh, you know, the stormwater out there. yes, uh, And, you know, there's the Beaver Street Interceptor out there. Uh, there's a the tri-county school vote out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all increases to... Our tax base, or service fees, uh, whatever you, whatever you, however you want to describe them, Mm -hmm. it's still dollars coming out of the residents' pockets. Correct. Yeah. uh, You know, no matter how you say it, but those are three big things that uh, the community is going to be faced with this fall.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, please tune in and please speak up. And if you have thoughts or if you have concerns, bring them to the finance committee, bring them to the council. Uh, if you're not comfortable talking about it on TV or in front of people, call me, call account, any counselor, right. and we will do that for you. Or call a member of the finance committee. Uh, I know George is always available. So you can certainly call him. Call our town administrator. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we will get your questions asked and answered. Correct. Uh, You may not like the answer, but we will at least listen, ask the questions, and get the answers uh, for you. So please tune in.
0: Absolutely. I'll reinforce that because I'll be doing my best over the next couple of weeks to reinforce. Because yes, to your point, the FinCom is truly where you get to get into the devils in the details for each of the department budgets. So May 8th is going to be the general government, library, senior center, et cetera, et cetera. 10th, we've talked about the schools. 11th is both police and DPW. But they're going to be much more significant, detailed discussions than respectfully the council on their first night, you effectively do a read of the top line items. <clears throat> and then counselors have an opportunity to put a hold to further discuss that item. Right. And then the second night, after all the questions are answered, you ultimately vote. So while you get, and hopefully the counselors will be listening to as well, the FinCom discussions on those three nights, that's where they're going to get some info to lead to, oh, well, maybe that wasn't quite answered. That's why I'll hold this item for our discussion here, um, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, as a package, spend time with FinCom. I know Franklin TV will be recording those. Those will be available. I'll be doing my recording and notes. Those will be available. And then uh, town council will certainly be doing their thing on the 24th and 25th. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, That was a mouthful
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is
0: April, so yeah, yeah, May is coming, and then whoa <laughs> the rest right of the in the, corner, right, yeah, so that was kind of the recap for last night. Thank you for taking time to get into some of the details. uh hopefully the residents will appreciate. I know we're getting some feedback here and there that hey, I heard that. this is good. Can you do this? I, this is why we do this <laughs> absolutely. And again, quick reminder for the folks, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.